Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Beasley switching it in. The U.S. go up. What a goal from Carlos Bocanegra. Boy, it'll try a long hit. What a goal from Lloyd. This is spectacular. It's hit with no regard for humanity. Is this the moment for Shakiri? Yes, it is. Switzerland. This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlaw.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Glenn Davis. All right, welcome into Soccer Matters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas, special edition. And this is all presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlawaustin.com. This World Cup coverage uh, special, we've been doing some uh, hits throughout the day uh, on the horn and uh, really appreciate the horn and uh, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm for getting this uh, additional World Cup coverage. 512-865-6710 for John Daspit, DaspitLawAustin.com. By the way, in that intro, you hear goal call um, actually that I made with uh, Shakiri, And now that Shakiri has scored in this World Cup for Switzerland, that's three straight World Cups Shakiri of Switzerland has called in, uh, scored in. So uh, good stuff right there. All right, taking phone calls tonight here at 512-865-512-447-3776, 512-447-ESPN. We'll take calls uh, throughout the show here. A couple of things here. This show tonight is uh, dedicated to Nicholas Ramirez Castro. A little bit later on, James Hope will join me on this show. We're going to talk about a very special event that will be taking place in San Antonio for pediatric cancer. So that's uh, one just to, to let you know. And so James, uh, who's a part of uh, the Crocketeers, uh, does a lot of tremendous work in the San Antonio area. Uh, very selfless guy. Uh, this is a kick cancer soccer camp. Uh, it's all to benefit uh, the memory of Nicolas Ramirez Castro. It's at the Star Soccer Complex, Saturday, 9 to 2.30 p.m., nicosdream.org, if you want to go down there. Great people, um, great family of uh, Nicolas Ramirez Castro's, Jorge, Lourdes, Jorjito, Natalia, all great friends of mine and, and great friends of the San Antonio soccer community and James Hope. So thanks for that. Uh, we'll get James on later. Streaming at hornfm.com tonight again, 512-447-3776. Let's talk the World Cup. Let's talk U.S. men's national team, Mexico, um, all the matches. What stood out to you? Does Greg Berhalter, the U.S. manager, you think he's going to stay? Is he being criticized unfairly, you think? After all, U.S. got to the round of 16. Yeah, we wanted more. And we also know that all national team managers take the heat no matter what. 3-1 to one loss to the Netherlands knocked uh, the U.S. out. We can break that down tonight. We will break that down. U.S. is the only CONCACAF team to get to the knockout stages of this World Cup. All right, so let me 
recap you a little bit on today as I try to maintain my voice here. Croatia advanced. So Croatia, uh, who, by the way, if you remember, was a 2018 World Cup finalist in Russia. They get past Japan on penalty kicks. Goes 1-1 after 30 minutes of extra time. Now bear that in mind when I'm going to tell you who they're going to play in the, the quarterfinals. But their goalkeeper, Dominic Kivakovic, is the star. Saved three penalty kicks. I uh, was reading the mind of the Japanese penalty takers. First half, Meta scored near halftime for Japan. And then Ivan Perisic, everybody knows him. 55th minute header for him. Japan was dangerous as always uh, in transition. Uh, looked very dangerous, much like they did against Germany in, in, in their opener. Um, German should have scored three or four goals on them in the first half, though, and they went home early. And I got some news on Germany. Uh, but Japan dangerous is always in transition, and they wanted to get to the quarterfinals. It's a team that is yet to get there, um, so they don't get to the coveted quarterfinals. Croatia, by the way, fielded six in the starting lineup, and a lot of these are names you will remember from the last World Cup, including 37-year-old Luka Modric. I didn't realize he was that old. I thought he was 35, 37 years old. Um, went off an extra time, but... You know, I just love these selfless soccer players that, you know, the Modric's of the world, the De Bruyne's, the players that just seem to be on another level when it comes to respecting the game. They're not taking pictures of themselves a lot, messy. Um, I don't know. I like the old school guy that, that just seems to be all about 100% footballer, right? 100% footballer. And I know it's a different age now. I do, I do know that. But I love the 100% footballer who's not bothered by the other stuff uh, when he doesn't have to be. I, I just, I get drawn to that player. The intensity is there. Sometimes I feel like the modern football at times, at times, is using football as the vehicle to be a celebrity. Um, but that's a whole different story. Croatia, 58% of the possession trying to keep the tempo under, the con uh, under control in this. So, you know, with their ball possession, just trying to rein in Japan as much as they could. Probably bigger, more powerful in, in a lot of instances. Uh, Perisic was poorly marked, stuck in the header. And by the way, Croatia can play too. Um, I, I did see a couple of tweets where people were, oh, you know, it's just their physical strength. Are you kidding me? Come on. Croatia can play. There's no question um, about that. We'll talk more about them. Brazil 4-1 to today over the Korea Republic. I mean, this was just too easy. Neymar returned. And by the way, that ankle did not look very good. But Neymar returned with a goal and an assist. He takes him another level. Let's face it, we know it. Seventh minute, Vinicius off and running is Brazil. Thirteenth, Neymar hits from the penalty spot. Richarlison from the 20, in the 29th. Lucas Paqueta in the 36. So it's 4 nothing after 36 minutes. This thing is over. Brazil goes into cruise control. It ends 4-1 to one over the Korea Republic. They expend less energy. Uh, they're going to be the freshest team going into the quarterfinals. I, I don't, no question. They'll be the freshest team going into the quarterfinals. They rested a ton of guys in their loss to Cameroon in the final group game. Um, 
So they're primed from the standpoint of tournament navigation in a great spot. But they got it done early. They cruised. And they even got, guess what, 39-year-old Danny Alves also even got a run. Brazil outshoots Korea Republic 18 to 9. Uh, sorry, 18 shots with 9 on target. Uh, and everybody worried about Pelé in the hospital. And I'm sure he watched this game and was very pleased about uh, Brazil's exceptional win, an easy win over the Korea Republic. I mean, you know, we're seeing the distance here between the great soccer-playing nations now that we got out of the group play. And, you know, when there's upsets in group play, and there usually is for a variety of reasons, some of them are very much earned. But when you get into these stages where the Brazils of the world, um, I would even say in the case of the U.S. with the Dutch, and the way the Dutch handled things, um, you begin to remind yourself that, you know, there's a reason why these soccer-playing countries are as great as they are and why only a few of them have won the World Cup. All right, you can call in again, 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. Corey producing tonight, uh, appreciate that. He'll uh, get you on the line and get you on the show tonight. I really want to hear what people are thinking about this World Cup so far, and, and maybe the U.S. men's national team performance. Would love to hear uh, from people about that uh, as well. So Brazil's scoring goals. They're doing the dancing. They're celebrating. Some of the stuff's choreographed. They're having a great time. And who reigns on the parade? But the former Manchester United midfielder Roy Keane. And this is what Roy Keane had to say about the Brazilians dancing. He goes, quote, I think it's disrespectful dancing like that every time they score. I don't mind the first jig or whatever it was for the first goal, but not every time. It's disrespectful. Even their manager gets involved. I don't like it. Oh, that's Roy Keane. Wondering what you think about that. I think it's cultural. I think this is part of the Brazilian game. They're having fun. I can see how an Irishman or different cultures might see that as, you know, disrespectful. I don't think there's any notion or intent of disrespect from the Brazilian national team when they're doing that dance uh, against Korea, scoring four goals. I just go back to that game, the U.S. women's team, when they scored 13 goals. All depends how you want to look at it. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines again at 512-447-3776. That's where you can call in, 512-447-3776. Clay, what's on your mind tonight, Clay? Uh, I was just going to ask, with the teams that are on one side of the grouping and Brazil being on the other, does Brazil pretty much have an easy path to the final, you think, since Argentina would have to go through either England or France? My understanding is the brackets go like this. So we, we've already got Croatian, Brazil in the quarterfinal. That's quarterfinal number one. Quarterfinal number yep. two, Netherlands, Argentina. Quarterfinal number three is the winner of Morocco and Spain against Portugal or the Switzerland winner. Those are tomorrow's games. Yep. And then quarterfinal four, we got England and France. Um, so the semis... From what I understand, it's Argentina-Netherlands winner against Croatia-Brazil. And it's England-France winner against Morocco or Spain, if I'm correct. And if I'm incorrect, somebody can call in and correct me. 
But I think that's the way it goes. So you could you could potentially get a Brazil Argentina semifinal, which would be pretty off the charts, I think. I agree. I think England and France is going to be off the charts too, because both those yeah, teams these, have been scoring and so many players from each team and scoring. This is uh, this has been a really interesting World Cup. Um, England-France game is going to be amazing. I'm very interested to see Morocco and Spain tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Portugal and Switzerland. Uh, I think the Swiss will give the Portuguese a tough game. Ronaldo's not having a great tournament. Uh, there's a little going on there with his coach. Um, what else, Clay, has stood out to you in this tournament? Uh, I think uh, the one person that's really stood out to me is um, number seven for France. He has just like lit up the entire midfield. He's free to roam wherever he wants, and he seems to make that last pass of the assist that France needs, and he just seems to be unlocking everybody. That's who I've kind of been impressed with. French have been incredibly dangerous in the counterattack. Um, scary. I mean, it's just amazing how quickly they jump into it um, with Dembele and Kylian Mbappe, and, of course, Giroud's a great center forward. I mean, you know, it, it, it's and they're still down two marquee players. Yeah, and to think that they don't have um, N'Golo Conte. Yeah. Right. Yep. Pogba's not there. I don't think he's as big a loss, frankly. Um, and there's one other very big player missing as well. So it it's pretty remarkable what they've been producing and putting together. I do want to see them against England. England also has the ability to jump into the counterattack and yeah. in transition very quickly. So I think it's going to be a fascinating game. Okay. Who do you think will end up winning the Golden Boots? My last question. Golden Boots. Uh, let's see. Who's got three right now? A guy named Lionel Messi's got three, right? I, I think yep. uh, Richarlison has three. Mbappe's yeah. got five. So I guess we're going to go with Mbappe right now. Yeah. Whoever lasts in the tournament longer will win the Golden Boot. How about that? That sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. And I think to your point about Brazil, I think they've been very much able to navigate their workload, their output. A lot of changes have been made by uh, Tite, their, their coach, and that third game, it cost them the game. But in the end, that, that was a healthy loss because they really got the, the ability to rest a lot of people. And then today against South Korea, it was like a training session. So they're going to be yeah. well-rested against... Yeah, they're going to be well-rested against a Croatia that had to go to an additional 30 minutes starting yeah. six guys that are 30 years of age. Which their goalie well, had three saves on the PKs. That was impressive. Yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, pretty exciting. All right, Clay, we're up on a hard break. Thank you very much for the call here tonight. We appreciate it very much. So Clay starts it off here tonight. You can call in also at 512-447-3776. We're going to take a quick break here. Big shout-out to our presenting sponsors, John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. They're personal injury attorneys. John and his firm, they're going to handle your case. By the way, they're the ones that are bringing the additional uh, Soccer Matters uh, World Cup coverage here, and you'll hear some of the hits throughout the day during the week. It's DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. Also, um, we would love for you to pick up, and we have them in shades of green, specifically made for Austin. Uh, they are Soccer Matters t-shirts. You can get them at LamontBrands.com. You pick them up. It's $20 that goes to the Snowdrop Foundation, which is a 501c charity for scholarships, 
for uh, cancer awareness and fundraising. All right, we'll take a break. It's Soccer Matters on the Horn, special edition FIFA World Cup coverage presented by DaspitLawAustin.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rafinha, a little sidestep, hands it off to Casemiro. Lucas Pacatada slid away. The speed for Rafinha on the outside to get it. Rafinha's cross to the backside. Vinicius Jr. Ivanovic. Lovren puts one up for grabs, headed down, it's tied! All right, welcome back to Soccer Batters here on the Horn in Austin, Texas. I love this, Corey's uh, giving us some Metallica here. DaspitLawAustin.com, bilingual, 512-865-6710. They are personal injury attorneys. Give John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm a call and they are bringing this special World Cup coverage. Thank you, DaspitLawAustin.com. By the way, Corey, thinking uh, about uh, heavy metal, the other night I did see Judas Priest. Oh, wow. So, where Where is yeah, that at? And I saw that in Houston at a place called uh, 713. Really cool venue. Um, and they were good. And they were loud, but they were good. Yeah, they, they seem like they'd be real fun to see live. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't play all their old stuff. There was a couple they missed out on, heading out to the highway. They didn't play, but uh, yeah, they were good. They were good. It was a lot of fun. I had never seen them, and uh, I ran into a friend who told me it was his seventeenth time seeing Judas Priest. And by the way, I'm 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 all over on on music. I love it all. Classic rock. I love the uh, a lot of the dance music, blues. Uh, I'm all over that spot. And we all know how great of a music town Austin is. Been a frequent goer to Anton's and over at the Continental Club on South Congress, um, ACL, uh, all that stuff. So I've seen a lot of great music in Austin, Texas. All right. Um, so let's get back to it here. Uh, if you do want to call in on the World Cup, it's 512-447-3776. 512-447-ESPN is the number. And uh, remind you again. Just on some results here today uh, that Croatia got past Japan on penalty kicks. 1-1 scoreline. Dominic Givakovic in goal saved three penalties from Japan. Um, so Croatia advances. They will take on Brazil, who were 4-1 to winners today over Korea Republic. Um, Neymar returning in this game. That is very, very good news for Brazil. He has a goal and an assist. It was the perfect game to bring him back in on. And uh, yeah, they're a different team with him. I, I don't think there's any question. They got goals from Vinicius, Neymar off of PK, Richarlison, and Lucas Paqueta. Uh, so tomorrow we get the answer to the final quarterfinal matchup, and that is Morocco and Spain. That's an intriguing game to me. And then you got Portugal and Switzerland. You got Bruno Fernandes going up against Shakiri. Shakiri now playing in Major League Soccer with uh, the Chicago Fire. 
Final segment tonight, we'll have James Hope on from the Kick Cancer Soccer Camp. And tonight's show is dedicated to Nicholas Ramirez Castro. Wonderful young man. I met him. Um, I believe this event's been going on. It, it missed out twice, two years because of the pandemic, but it was started around 2012 in that time period after the passing of this just absolutely beautiful, vibrant young man, uh, Family, great friends of mine as well. It's nicosdream.org. So if you go to nicosdream.org, uh, you want to be a part of this event this weekend. There's amazing people out there. They're giving people. One of them is James Hope, and he'll be on in the next segment. But we can continue to take calls, 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776. Anything World Cup related, U.S. men's national team, Mexico, all the matches, what has stood out to you? So let's talk a little bit um, about the U.S. men's national team, and, and let's get some of your thoughts. So it's a 3-1 to one loss to the Netherlands. The U.S. the only CONCACAF team to advance. Um, there's no question the strength in this team, which was identified by all the group opponents. Wales, England, Iran all knew that the U.S. strength came in the form of an all-action midfield with Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, and Weston McKinney. Supplemented by Kellen Acosta. So there's no doubt um, Dutch were concerned about that. No doubt England was concerned about that. In fact, Adams, Musa, and McKinney outplayed uh, the English midfield. I don't think there was any question. They outplayed England in midfield for me. And really set the tone there. And that was one of, that was the most complete U.S. performance, by the way. The England game. Without a, without a question. The England game was without a doubt controlled beautifully by the United States. Not the same against the Netherlands. So this was a team that had great team spirit. I think as, a, as U.S. soccer fans, we were all very happy about Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney, Anthony Robinson, Serginho Dest. That, that, to me, was the five, the real big nucleus, the backbone. Then you got Christian Pulisic, who had a heavy, heavy burden on trying to be the goal scorer. Robinson and Dest, I thought, were exceptional in the first three games. I think Robinson began to fray in the second half of the Iran game because he began to give up the ball a bit. It's almost as though, you know, he had an X amount of runs in him and sprints and that he might have used them up too quickly in group stages. That said, the U.S., because of an inability to score goals, were always in very, very tight games, which also may have played a part in the manager, Greg Berhalter, not confident in making certain changes and, and, and presenting a little bit more rotation. We saw a distinct drop-off when Serginho Dest came out of this team. With all due respect to Shaq Moore, with all due respect to DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, in the future, there has to be more depth produced at the outside back position. But listen, they're the two players that really carried our game forward. And got us into an opponent's half a large percentage of the time. The Dutch figured that out. The Dutch saw that. 
and tried to prevent that. And what they did was is they said, okay, Walker Zimmerman, okay, uh, Tim Ream, you guys be the guys who set play out of the back. And guess what? If we cut off Robinson and Dest, these balls from you to them at angles won't occur, and you're going to be have, having to hit straight balls up the middle of the team. And then what happened was Anthony Robinson and Dest, because maybe they weren't getting the ball as much, started to come in and not go as wide because they were getting marked, and they'd come inside, and the Dutch wouldn't be as bothered giving them the ball there because now they were in a position where they had to make a straight ball too. So they really basically altered the U.S. buildup out of the back. I think it's really fair to say. It's not hard to, to figure that out if you were watching the game pretty deeply. Um, we also learned that, um, and we knew this going in, there's a lack of finishers. The, the, the lack of finishing is glaring. If we had Memphis Depay on the U.S. men's national team, and Memphis is not the top striker, but he is, he is a dangerous striker, and he looks to score goals, and he's more clinical than anything we have. If we had Memphis Depay, we would have scored three more goals in the first round. We might have won games more comfortably. We might have been able to preserve some of that energy that, without a doubt, we lost from Tyler Adams, Eunice Musto, Weston McKinney, Robinson, and Dest against the Netherlands. This guy's put in a lot of workload. And in the case of Dest and McKenney, they weren't necessarily coming in at peak fitness into the tournament based on what was going on at their clubs. So back to the lack of finishers. Yes, you can be critical of Greg Berhalter. Why didn't you bring uh, Ricardo Pepe? Why didn't you bring Jordan Peefock? Why did all of a sudden we get Haji Wright? That's fair. But the coach ultimately is making the decisions. Anybody got a take? 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776. So the striker position. How does our country produce more clinical finishers? Where will they come from in the future? It's glaring. It's an easy question to answer, uh, to ask. It's not an easy question to answer right now. What are we doing player development-wise? Is there something we're not doing right? Um, on the other hand, other teams have had to score by committee as well. Uh, but it was a struggle. Pulisic went off the post, I think, against England. Um that was a great performance. By the way, that's one of the greatest performances ever from a U.S. men's national team, despite the fact that the U.S. didn't score a goal in that game. They dominated that game. They controlled that game, except for the beginning of it where it was a little nervy to start. Then they settled in. And then there was a time period where Jack Grealish and Jordan Henderson came on, and England took a little bit more of the game back in the second half. But for the most part, the U.S. controlled this game beautifully. They really did. That was a prideful performance. Only was missing what would have made it a super, super historic performance, and that was producing a game-winning goal. And this is England. 
It's very dangerous, who now sits in a game against France. U.S. went toe-to-toe with them and actually outplayed them. And English fan that wants to tell me that, oh, the Engl- England took the foot off the pedal, nah. Jude Bellingham, where was he? This is a great U.S. performance. So back to the Netherlands, we concede three goals in this one. The first one, you see Tyler Adams, who never takes a playoff and mentally is very strong. Essentially, watch a deep run out of midfield end up being the first Dutch goal. Then down at 1-0, I'm saying, okay, just get to the locker room at halftime. And the U.S. off, I believe it was off a throw-in. Gets caught right on the stroke of halftime. Absolute killer blow. Now, before we get to the three goals, which Dest, Robinson, and Adam, certainly from an individual standpoint, were culpable, let me take you back to that second minute. When Danny Blind, the left back, for the Netherlands, keeps Christian Pulisic on side. Clearest of chances to make it 1-0. Noppert, who's six foot eight in goal for the Netherlands, comes off his line, makes a huge play. Chance came off the pressing play and, and a ball that McKenney lobbed in behind them. Pulisic scores that goal. Think of all the planning that has gone into this game by the Netherlands and how we're going to play and we're going to stand on their outside backs. Think of how that alters the game at some point because you're losing. That was a tactic-altering opportunity from Christian Pulisic. And we all know how the game went, and we all know it's the Netherlands. It's an amazing soccer-playing country, no question. But could it have been different? We know how goals change things. In a big, big way, we know how goals change things. Dumfries, what a game for him for the Netherlands. Goal and two assists. Dest at times did get the better of Danny Blind. But the Dutch lied in wait. They rope doped us. All right, we're going to take a break. DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They are bilingual. John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm in Austin, Texas. DaspitLawAustin.com. Personal injury attorneys, they're going to handle your case. Uh, They're going to work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. And they are going to bring you uh, the best in personal injury attorney care. So if you get in a car, boat, motorcycle accident, you go to DaspitLawAustin.com. They're bringing us this special FIFA World Cup coverage. More to go here on Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Special edition FIFA 2022 World Cup, presented by DaspitLawAustin.com. A right ankle injury in the opener 11 days ago. Didn't play the last two games. Doesn't matter for Neymar. Charlison for Neymar. Vinicius Jr. to his left. Rafinha running in. Vinicius Jr. now clipping it up. Late run.
kind of got to lay out a little bit, maybe for 30 seconds or so. Big Wolves fan. And I'm sure he's a big England fan, waiting for the England-France game Robert playing. All right, welcome back to Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. DaspitLawAustin.com presents 512-865-6710. 512-865-6710. That's good producing there from Corey. You know why? Because you gotta let you got to let John Bonham hit the skins a little bit, right, Corey? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice producing right there. That's called timing. I know you know music. All right, let's bring on our next uh, host here. By the way, this show, again, we... we have mentioned it's dedicated to Nicolas Ramirez Castro. Um, this is an event that I think outside of the two years missing um, due to the pandemic, it's been going on for about 10 years if you include the, the, the missed years, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. But a man from San Antonio that uh, is selfless in the soccer community has done tremendous, tremendous work. Um, his name is James Hope. He's a member of the Crocketeers. Uh, there is a big event coming this weekend. It's at the uh, Star Soccer Complex, 9 to 2.30 p.m. You go to nicosdream.org to sign up. It's a kick cancer event. It's a pediatric cancer event. You realize that this show uh, is also uh, a program that, you know, through our T-shirts and some of the events we do here and in San Antonio that we're connected with, um, we are trying to raise awareness for pediatric cancer, but this is Nico'sDream.org. That's where you go to sign up. He is James Hope. James, thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me on, Glenn. Pleasure to be with you. Yeah, you've done a lot of great work. And before I get to you in San Antonio and San Antonio FC winning the USL title and 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 the World Cup, let's get right into the most important here thing is is Nico's Dream. It's a nonprofit. You guys have kept it going for for many many years now. Uh, just. Give us, uh, let me give you the platform and take it away on Nico's Dream. Okay, well, Nico's Dream, as you mentioned, is a, uh, a soccer camp that we do to help raise awareness and to help support children that have pediatric cancer. Uh, as I said, it's probably in its 10th year. I've been involved in it in some form or another, and currently with through the Crocketeers and uh, also my youth soccer program of Urban Champions Academy. It's one of our big events that we do our community service projects to come out, work with the uh, younger kids that want to play, and to raise, raise awareness and, of course, donations uh, for uh, pediatric cancer. And again, you can go to nicosdream.org. That's where you can register for the camp. James, mention some of the, the clubs that are involved with this because they deserve a big shout-out. Most definitely. I want to give a big shout-out to uh, SA United, which is one of the uh, local youth clubs here. And then, of course, my own club, Urban Champions Academy. Uh, we're providing uh, as many sponsors or coaches that are going to be coming out. Uh, I have about 14 or 15 of my 19 new boys that are coming out to uh, work the camp and some of our coaches as well because uh, it's important to give back, first, to our community and in anything we do. It's, it's part of uh, what we should be doing as human beings. But this is one real special. Nico was an uh, unfortunate young man who passed away very early at the age of 12 years old. And uh, I always had uh, that passion and things that we like to see within youth soccer players. He was a very giving uh, individual, and uh, it's important that uh, we look at opportunities to give back. And this, this Nico's Dream.org 
is a great way to be able to help see our children that do get cancer, that they have the best possible treatment available for them. Well, I can't, I can't even imagine it. And I, and I got to know Nico quite well back in the days of the San Antonio Scorpions. Um, it says here it's the seventh annual kick cancer soccer camp. You, you guys had to, you know, miss, miss two years there due to the pandemic, but, but Nico came and, and comes from an incredible family. Jorge, uh, Lourdes, Jorjito was his brother, Natalia's sister, the Ramirez Castro's and, just just wonderful people, and I was very fortunate and blessed to be around this little guy because, man, he was a fiery spirit. He loved the game of soccer. He had a beautiful personality, and, and it was just very difficult, um, as it is with, with any child, to see them go through this. I, I can't even imagine what it feels like. So um, if you have the heart, you want to be a part of this, it's going to be exceptional because there's exceptional people there like James Hope. 2022 yeah. camp registration. You get it at nicosdream.org. It's a great day of soccer fun. Um, there's a lot going on here, and, and a lot of things have been donated through the generosity of, of this camp. There's a Nico Children's Library located at East Meadows Affordable Housing Community in San Antonio. Um, there's a lot of things going on, but it's all about awareness. It's all about fundraising and all about the great game of soccer through the presence of, uh, of Nico. So, uh, James, you know, Big shout out to you for for everything you do for other people. Well, it's 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 a labor of love, and you know I said this opportunity for our kids in my club, and I know it has a United club as well to give back. And you know you don't have to actually attend the camp. You know, of course, uh, the website does have a place to give donations, and they're greatly appreciated. Uh, not just for these players that are coming out, but uh, for these children that uh, Nico's Dream uh, helps to support and their families. But it's very you know, it's amazing. We're talking to James Hope um, with Kick Cancer Soccer Camp and Nico's Dream uh, Star Soccer Complex Saturday, nine to two thirty p.m. Nico'sDream.org. You can donate or come on out and be a part of it. Because you know, as I've gotten older, I, I, I look at some of the issues health wise that some of my great friends had, and boy, I know you had a huge challenge with COVID. We were very worried about you. But I look at other people, and I remind myself daily when I walk around, man, I'm healthy, um, and I am so fortunate to be healthy and not going through cancer like a lot of my friends are going through as, as older people. Um, and I can only imagine people that are walking around with healthy kids, you know, to have to go through this. It's cruel, honestly. It is, and this is just, a, a, you know, our individual ways to give back just a little bit. And it doesn't take much. And as I said, if you can attend, great. If you can't, please donate uh, because 100% of these proceeds are going uh, to NicoDream.org uh, to field the okay, and I, and I, and I want to mention something else to everybody out there. Look at Austin, uh, San Antonio, we have Soccer Matters T-shirts. They're beautiful cotton. They're $20. You go to LamontBrands.com, L-A-M-O-N-T, Brands, B-R-A-N-D-S.com. Order them. They get to you quickly. Uh, I just had a friend of mine, with uh, Rob Ryerson, who's an ex-professional soccer player, who bought $600 worth of them for his staff. We have Austin yeah. FC colors. We have colors for San Antonio FC. Pick some of these up for Christmas, stocking stuffers. They all go to a 501C charity also called the Snowdrop Foundation, which is based out of Houston, Texas. So those T-shirts... Um, are, are important and we're raising we're going to raise a couple thousand i think we already have and we're about to give a donation to 
uh, Snowdrop Foundation. I am going to bring some of these T-shirts down to you in San Antonio, James, for your staff. Um, Not that it's a big, not that it's a big deal, but it's uh, it's just a small gesture of thank you from afar. Um, Okay, San Antonio FC wins the USL Championship. What did that mean to you and the Crocketeers? Oh, I tell you what! What a season for SAFC. Five trophies. We won the uh, Copa Tejas Shield, the Copa Tejas Trophy, the USL Western uh, Championship Trophy, USL Supporters Shield, and of course the USL Championship. It was just a remarkable season. Twenty-four wins, five losses, and five ties uh, during the regular season. Um, it was uh, a dream come true for San Antonio fans. And you know, hats off to uh, Alan Marcina for putting together a, a team that. Uh, Almost really couldn't be beat. Uh, and even into the final against Louisville, uh, we were confident and we could just feel the passion that was going through the players and to the fans itself. The stadium was packed during the entire uh, last half of the season and uh, everyone was talking SAFC in San Antonio. What a night it was, James. I watched it on TV. We're talking to James Hope. Um, your group, the Crocketeers, I, I, I was in and around you guys when you were really first beginning to get that kicked off. Tell me about its growth and, 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 and you know, the base of the people that are involved in it. And obviously you're there to support San Antonio FC. Correct. Uh, we started this uh, organization in 2009. Uh, our founder, Michael Macias, had a vision that uh, if we build it, they will come. We did not have a professional uh, soccer franchise in San Antonio. And uh, we put together this supporters group that started out with uh, just, uh, you know, 25 people kind of getting together. And uh, here we are here in 2022 uh, with close to uh, 600 registered members already. And uh, it just it's grown in leaps and bounds in supporting professional soccer uh, for SAFC. But we also support the uh, UWS uh, team here, the San Antonio Athenians in the Women's League second division, and then, of course, uh, any of the colleges and high school teams as well because uh, we want to be San Antonio's uh, support group and to know that, that we've got their back. Fantastic efforts. How about a quick word for, from you on the World Cup so far and, and what's intrigued you? Well, I mean, I was very impressed with how the U.S. played. Uh, to me, we were in a very difficult bracket a group. Uh, you look at it uh, – all the teams were in the top 20 FIFA rankings. You can take that for whichever way you want to look at it. But they were still there. We didn't. Uh, we only gave up one penalty in the first round. We definitely, as you mentioned earlier, have to work on our uh, ability to score goals. Uh, you know, and find that one person, that killer instinct to get it. It's not there yet. But uh, I've enjoyed uh, the the games. Uh, we hosted uh, games here in San Antonio with American Outlaws San Antonio where we had nearly 4,000 fans come out to the four games. Uh, and wow. you can imagine at 8 o'clock in the morning having 1,200 people show up uh, to watch a soccer match in the rain. But uh, there was an outcome. That is awesome. But it, it just shows the growth of what's happening in, in soccer. I've, I've been impressed with so many of the, uh, if we want to call the minnows of soccer, and their ability to uh, push the, uh, the, the potential uh, favorites. Uh, to the edge. I mean, today we saw a Japanese team that uh, was just uh, a few millimeters away on some of their chances to score. 
great entertainment. We saw Saudi Arabia upset Argentina. Uh, it, it's nice to be able to see uh, these smaller countries being able to compete now on the national level. Maybe not for uh, a series of games because the World Cup is pretty difficult. These guys were playing every three days, and you could see it a lot in the uh, in the final games of group uh, group stage, and then even in the uh, quarterfinals that there were a lot more missed passes, and you could see the fatigue that was starting to play on the on the players. But uh, it's been an exciting uh, World Cup, yeah. Uh, despite all the other issues with uh, how it was awarded and and the country of Qatar in general. All right, we won't go. We're not going there. All you got to do is watch Netflix. It's called FIFA, FIFA Uncovered, and you can get the full story if if you're blind and don't know that one. But but listen, James, we're up on a hard break here. I want a big, big thank you to you for for really driving Nico'sDream.org. Um, this show tonight was presented uh, for in in the memory of Nicolas Ramirez Castro and the Ramirez Castro family. So, James, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me on today, and I appreciate your support for all of soccer here in uh, in Texas. Thank you, James. All right, tomorrow morning, it's Morocco, Spain, 9 a.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. It's Portugal and Switzerland. Uh, that is what is on tap tomorrow. Those are great games. Don't forget, it's the Kick Cancer Stalker Camp. It's called Nico's Dream. Sign up at nicosdream.org. T-shirts at lamontbrands.com. And a big, big thank you. To uh, Corey for producing here tonight on the horn. It is Soccer Matters. FIFA Special World Cup Edition presented by John Daspit. DaspitLawAustin.com. 512-865-6710. 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. John Daspit, Daspit Law Firm, bringing you World Cup soccer coverage. Until next Monday night, I'm Glenn Davis.